0: Chang Cheng Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. I am with Isaac Lee, the producer of this podcast, who is also famous for creating the great Luca Doncic
1: <laughs> song, "Hallelujah." Hallelujah is what it's called. It was—I've
0: yeah. uh, never been so proud of Isaac. <laughs> so proud! That was like the best. I just want to get that out there. Wow, now that he's on thank there, you. Um, we are here because we both wanted to talk about Spoon by H. Yeah a couple friends took me there and i ruined their restaurant for them because <laughs> what 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 is it about spoon by h in la that you love so much
1: i mean first of all you walk in it's a dessert cafe in the middle of west hollywood on a strip um, mall on a strip mall and it just looks like a dessert cafe you, owned, the, by Koreans, owned by Shaved korean trade yeah, uh, a korean family you're expecting to like order a drink or coffee and, and sit there and work. And then when you took me there, we were going there for a meal. All this Korean food starts coming out. And it was like, what is going on? This is a dessert cafe. Why am I eating mandukook right now? And it was the most delicious Korean food I've ever had. And by the way, it doesn't really feel like Korean food. It's like Korean American-ish. Yeah. But like Korean food,
0: you, you would get at home.
1: Yeah, it would be kind of stuff that I grew up eating. Like my mom would experiment with different cultures and like infuse it with Korean food. It would be like that, but on steroids. Yes.
0: So I learned about this place and I've known about it for a couple of years, but again, to my own stupidity, I was like, whatever, I don't want to go to a place that doesn't have a bathroom because it only has so many seats and it's tiny. It's probably 800 square feet all in. Yeah. And I was like, finally, yeah, I'll go. Our buddy, Chris Chen. It was, it was like, like
1: between podcast recordings. Yeah. Right. You had done one earlier in the day and then you had to, you had to eat lunch and then go to meetings and yeah. come back.
0: Yeah. a couple of meetings and there was a meeting there and uh, Roy Lee of the Hollywood film, horror movie type genre, like a real influencer in film. He was like, hey, you got to come here. This is my local. This is where I eat all the time. And I was like, what is this guy now? And we sit down and you walk into this room. And again, it looks like a Asian dessert shop that has some sweets and some shaved ice stuff. Yeah. Menu. And it's very like flowery and lovely and bright.
1: There's like paintings on the wall. And photographs,
0: photographs. You name it. And you sit down and there's probably what, like eight tables in there. And next thing I know, just food keeps on being dropped in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, where is this? Where, where do I order this from? And it's like, All these things that you don't see in Korean restaurants.
1: Definitely not.
0: Like, for instance, they have tokkalbi, which is like a minced kalbi that is like sometimes shaped back onto the bone or flattened out like a sausage patty. And I love tokkalbi, but it's something you don't get to eat that often because no one makes it because it's time consuming. Very. They make a fucking amazing one. And once oh, I saw yeah. that they made the time to make dokalbi, I was like, what? You don't see this in any restaurant in Cape Town. Yeah. Maybe someone's gonna be like, oh, I get it from here, but for the most part, you just don't see it. And you don't expect it at a place that serves exclusively desserts. Yeah. Then we had a
1: mandukuk. Oh and mandu I think
0: that has become like my favorite thing there because it was like a tonkotsu broth almost. Yeah. Well, it's the uh,
1: oxtail base of but a but it's komtang. Yeah.
0: You know, and they merge like three different kinds of cream soups into yeah. something that, and I was like, that's genius. Absolutely. And Chef Huang, the owner, and her, and her mom, they make all the food. They are self-taught. Mm-hmm. And I've seen more innovation there than I have in most of the two Michelin and three Michelin star dining rooms of the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Because there's strength and power in them not knowing what's right or wrong. They just want to do what's most delicious. Right. And- there's innovation like to have kumtang but made into mandukguk I've never seen that before never
1: <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. good <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing just because of how astonishing that sentence is is like combining those two and putting tonkatsu on top of it and having the smoky aroma all around it with glass noodles inside of the mandukguk it's just like you're combining a bunch of things of different cultures and like even within Korea there's a diversity of it and just putting it all together
0: in a place that should you never think would serve savory food. Right.
1: Right. So there's this like pleasant dissonance of expectation and what you're tasting.
0: And all the dishes, like even the dish that I would never want to order, they do a seafood pasta that I'm just like, oh, don't make any sense. Yeah. But it's fucking delicious. Oh, it's so good.
1: So good. Oh my gosh. So I've been about eight <laughs> times now, I think eight or nine times. Come become one of your favorite spots. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I've brought so many people there. I brought my parents there when they were in town for the holidays and they're Korean raised in Korea. They only came to the States in their 30s and they sat down and when the mandu came out, they were like, what is this? We're Koreans. We're Korean Americans. We've seen a bunch of fusion and Korean infused dishes. This is nothing like it. And all their
0: dishes, their kimchi bokkeumbap oh. is fucking so good. Yeah. The cold noodles dish, mm-hmm. like no shit. Like everything that they make so good. And they may not be your traditional dishes if you're not Korean that you're even aware of. But there's a lot of love and care and beautiful technique that goes yeah. into making something very original. And it's not dumbed down.
1: Yeah. Speaking of care, starting with the tea. Yeah. Their fruit tea that so they good. dry themselves. They dry the fruit themselves and infuse it with the tea and they brew it. Like, that's a lot of care that's put into just tea. It's something that you drink casually before the food comes out
0: the desserts are actually unbelievably good oh my god the waffles i mean again i had something similar in northern sweden with a great dairy farm and i didn't anticipate to have a waffle that was as good yeah i think they put some rice powder in there or whatever but it's so crispy it's so something makes
1: it airy something makes it really airy
0: the waffle in and of itself is a place you would go if they didn't have delicious korean food yeah Honestly, everything that they make is fucking tremendous. Yeah. And that's why I love it, but I had some reservations because, oh, maybe people won't understand it's just a dessert shop. And also the owners, and it's a whole family run operation, are the kindest, best people that you want to support them. Yeah. And it's not a charity or anything like that. It's just like, we need more restaurants like Spoon by H yeah. that does their thing. They do it really well. And they're- Not going to be influenced by fads or what's cool, but they're doing something that is way more interesting and ultimately more delicious than a lot of restaurants in LA. And I was not being like jokey, jokey that it was my favorite restaurant in my restaurant of the year as like a joke, but not a joke. I was like, seriously, guys, you should take this serious. This is an awesome restaurant. You should eat here now because they need your patronage. Mm -hmm. Like my fear about talking about it is they're such lovely people and they spend so much time making food Mm -hmm. that maybe that the critics out there or the bloggers or the foodies would be like, we don't like it so much because like, I don't know. I just don't want them to ever experience like shittiness from people because Mm -hmm. they're the salt of the earth, the best kind of individuals in the restaurant business. But like every time I would go there and be like, man, like, People are eating dessert, but people don't know about how their delicious their fucking savory food is. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Like, we just got to start telling people about this. Yeah. They're just too good in good nature to let people know or to like self-promote.
1: Yeah. They're not going to pump their chest out and be like, come eat our food.
0: And when I talked to Chef Wong, I was like, you know, you don't have a bathroom. Would you like a bathroom? She's like, yeah, but when are we going to get that opportunity? How do we know how to operate in a in a bigger space? Like, we've been here for six years. They only take one day off a year, which is Thanksgiving Day.
1: Yeah. We went on Christmas. My family and I went on Christmas. They were working on Christmas.
0: And this is going to be a side note, but I want people to know why I love it so much. I had a sort of a revelation when I was there probably like the fourth time. And I'm looking around in all the suites. And I still haven't seen the kitchen because I don't think it's so small. It's really actually really small. And the fact that they're making that and everything out of basically like no room it moved me because what i saw too upon closer inspection was they have a small sodium oven in the back left of the restaurant and you can fit two half sheet trays of pastries Mm. so if you're making cookies that's maybe four to six six tops but they make big cookies i was like oh shit I think they can only bake four cookies off at a time, maybe six depending because they have some bigger and smaller cookies and you can only fit two sheet trays in there. Hmm. And then I saw all the sheet trays. They have like probably 10 half sheet trays on top of the Sodeer. And I saw just how well used they were. And if you look at the display case, I was like, wait, I see, I think like six or eight different kinds of cookies. And there's like 40 of each of them. I was like, they must have got in at like four in the morning just to bake cookies. And that's amongst all the other beautiful desserts they're making. Yeah, And if you just look in there with the traditional viewpoint, oh, this is just a dessert shop run by immigrants – It'll be fine. It's good. And their desserts are fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. But what I truly love about it is is like, it's literally like the American dream. Like, we're going to work our motherfucking asses off. And whether we get credit or not, we're still going to just work and make the most delicious thing possible. And I was reminded of a moment, and I might have told you about it, that fundamentally changed my life is, I never know the name of it, but a few years back, visiting my dad, we would go to this restaurant that served jjajamyeon. That's the Korean Chinese food with, Dark soy based on hand-pulled noodles, and it's delicious. It's one of my favorite things to eat, but there's a specific place my dad would want to eat it, in in Annandale, Virginia. And my dad, being in the restaurant business, is a real stickler about where to go. As to where to go about the operation, the cleanliness, very important things to him. For someone that cleaned a lot of toilets in his life, as someone that immigrated to this country, working in restaurants, that his first entry-level job is to clean toilets. Right. So his whole thing going to restaurants is to check out the toilets. We would sit down in restaurants that look really nice, but about to order. And he would ask to say, Hey, we're leaving because he went to check out the toilet. It wasn't clean. Mm. We're going to go.
1: Mm.
0: It was very embarrassing. Yeah. I never understood why we would continue to go to a place. It is strip mall run by a husband and a wife team serving Chinese Korean food in a place that looks sort of dumpy. Mm. And it is for tables, plastic, look straight from like the early seventies and nothing's ever changed and look, look really run down mm-hmm. and the judgment delicious, but like it just didn't look the part you go to the bathroom and it looked like it was not clean because yeah. it was all plastic and scraped up. And it almost looked like a punk rock bathroom because it'd been so scuffed up uh-huh. and it just didn't look clean. And long story cut short, you know, having gone back and back and back, it finally realized when I went back with my dad, why my dad loved it so much. The bathroom was dirty, looked quote-unquote dirty because they had cleaned it so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they didn't have marble or stainless steel or whatever. They have literally cheap formica in the bathroom. And if you take green scrubbies and you clean it, it starts to look dull. Mm. And what looked dirty was actually fucking spotless clean perfection. Wow. And it caused me to check my default setting as to cast judgment on things that I know nothing about. If they had the opportunity to have a lovely bathroom, they would have, but that doesn't mean that their value should be any less. Their standards should be any less than a three mission star restaurant. They right. were going to organize and keep it clean as best as humanly possible. And the only visual element is that it looked dirty because they cleaned it too much. That's a fucking crazy thing to think about. Absolutely. And that's why my dad loved it so much. And that restaurant, as small and mom and pop as it was, was more delicious and had more love and care than many of the restaurants that have millions of dollars of budget and buildouts. And I swore to myself, I was never going to judge anything by its cover ever again, as much as I mm. would, like have to check myself on. So when I came to Spoon by H for the very first time and I was heat- eating that meal with Roy, I was reminded of my own ignorance and stupidity again because I immediately cast judgment and I immediately assumed that this restaurant was gonna be something that was self-explanatory, right. one-dimensional.
1: Right.
0: And the more I went there, and the more I spoke to Chef Huang, the more I realized this was everything that was right. And I mean that. It was purity and sincerity in the best form possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the food is representative of that. Absolutely. And I was mad at myself because I was not more open. And I wanted people to know this. as like, you need to support this restaurant. They could easily be busier because I want them to get to a point where they can have a bathroom to clean for the public. Yeah. Right now they don't even have a fucking bathroom. They don't have a bathroom.
1: I was shocked. I went last night. We're recording this on a Friday. I went last night. It wasn't packed. It was a Thursday night. And I was shocked because it's so good. I don't understand why people wouldn't just be lining up for it. And what you said, like their attention to detail and their commitment to excellence sincerely that's really how they operate is they want to make the best food and the most delicious food they're still innovating like they had several new dishes the last time i went before last night and like they had this stir fry dish with udon and chili paste and i was like what's in this i couldn't figure it out is this just gochujang because it does not taste like kochujang. there's like some mustardy spice to it and it was also sweet and um They had made their own homemade kochujang, the chili paste. That means they ground up chili, fresh chili, and they fermented their own chili paste. And then they put plum extract into that mix to make this sauce for the stir fry udon. And it's brilliant. They're still innovating. They're still inventing new dishes. And that signaled to me that this is a place that really cares. And, uh, all of my friends are asking me, you know, can you take me? I'm like, just go yourselves. I don't know what the barrier to entry is. Like, I think people assume because it's Korean food, you got to go with a Korean person to order for them. Like, just ask what's good on the menu and they'll just take care of you. This is not a plea. It
0: would pain me if they don't grow because people don't know yeah. or they don't understand. And if I can be ignorant and stupid to the beauty of what they're doing, then like, man, like if it's, if I'm thinking this way, I can't imagine what someone else might think that doesn't know that all this shit is there. And there's so very few things in life really where there's more than what meets the eye. Mm -hmm. So visit it, eat it. And I want that restaurant to have the biggest fucking queue you've ever seen because they deserve it. Absolutely. And it is the only time you're going to see me or hear me overly optimistic about anything because it's all that's good in the restaurant business and I don't say that lightly. So go to Spoon by H, check them out, make sure they're fucking busy as humanly possible so more people can copy what they do. Yeah. Done.
1: All right.